This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello, my cat-loving friends. You know, Rita and I strive to discuss every area of cat life, and there's one nobody wants to talk about, and that's their passing. Two weeks ago today, we lost our household dog, Sadie, and yesterday we lost one of our cats who happened to have been a sanctuary cat. The changes we saw in our households, the things that we go through personally, the grief The questions of when to let go, these are all things we need to discuss, so we're going to brave it today. If you've got a cat, it's inevitable. So let's open up a discussion and take away some of the stigma. We'll be right back after this word from our Amy Yowsing sponsor. Kitty Poo Club reinvented the litter box. No more scrubbing that stinky plastic tray. Or worrying, oh my God, do my guests smell that? No cleaning. No scrubbing, no more stink. You are going to love it. Your cats are going to love it. Go to kittypooclub.com, and when you order, save 30% on your first auto ship. Visit kittypooclub.com, use code MEOW30 at checkout, and join the club, the Kitty Poo Club. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. I am your co-host, Linda Hall, here with my gorgeous BFF, who I miss terribly because this week, at, last week at I this know. time, we were I was again. in the room with her. I was looking at sad. I was looking at some of the podcasts we did in the same room together. It was so nice to be in the same room. It was a little challenging with speakers and headphones, but we made it work. Yeah, so we made it work, and it was so much fun. And I've missed you terribly, and I, I only you left you too. four days ago. The so. Upstairs air conditioner's fixed. It's ready. Well, two rooms, know, no I, waiting. I brought my son and his significant other with me on this trip, and they're both talking about moving in with you and leaving me, which I'm really unhappy about. If they'll do my floors and wash my windows, yes, That's what you told them, and they're like, free rent for clean. We'll clean. We'll clean. They're on their way. Sure, they can help with integrations. They're responsible for uh, taking our new uh, sanctuary cat. Zakura, Zuki, we call him, and yes. turning him into uh, somewhat of a loving cat. He's, I say somewhat because he misses Cameron and Crash. I'm sure. And, uh, you know, he's okay with me. I got him, I had to sit in the stairway last night and get him, coax him to come down. I played with him and the other cats, but uh, if I move too fast, he's back up the stairs waiting in the bed. That's actually, he's right here right now. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Hi, there Zuki. he is. Look at the baby. They said he loves a body pillow. So this is good news. There's a, there's one in the other room too. He kind of takes uh, his turn sleeping on that one. He's mostly in there though, because that's where he's waiting. Cameron yes. and Crash. They said when they, they, they stripped the bed and they were trying to put things together and reduce their footprint that they left you. And Cameron said, we decided we couldn't put that 
body pillow back on the bed. No, that lives Lucky up there. Likes it's okay. That lives up there. That's always. I said, Rita puts the cats first. This is not something you need to apologize for. Zuki is 10 years old and you adopt a lot of seniors. So today's subject, oh, you've had a lot of experience with. Sadly, they don't stay with us very long. You know, I had Mimi that was with us a couple months. Yeah. Maxwell was with us exactly a month. Yeah. Scooter yeah. was with us maybe a year and a half. Right. I had Pickles who um, came to me at age 12. She was with me for four years. So, you know, and I don't know how much longer Missy will be here. She's all going on 19. So when you focus on the seniors, unfortunately, we're going to have more passings. And then, of course, the two you took home from the Carolinas because I had no more room. That's one of the ones you lost. And they were bonded pair. So. Yes. How's that affecting your household? feeling it. Linda, what happened actually first That's of all? That's kind of what I'd like to talk about first in our first half is the impact that this makes on your whole household and how we need to be considerate of the other beings in the household, people and animal alike. And then the last half, we can talk about how it affects us personally, the guilt, the hesitance to adopt again, all the things that we feel and we hear from our clients, right? There's a lot about this topic. So if we make this into two episodes, I'm, I don't have a problem with that. We'll just have to see how it's going and uh, like Mark split it up for us. If we go over, you know, we, we don't have anything out. This is our writing day. So we don't have any, any um, sessions to do today. You're hundred percent correct. So, so Sadie has been sick. Our dog had your dog. been sick for, Probably a year she had cancer. They I didn't know she had cancer. Adjusted. Oh yeah, she had lesions and I did not know that. That's why Nikki couldn't go to Cheryl's son's wedding because we knew we couldn't board her. And what? plus I'd have had to have upped her board at Tella and I didn't want to do that. I knew so she'd yeah. had a lot of emotional issues and she'd been getting progressively worse and nipping at people, but I didn't know about the cancer. Yes. She was always a nervous, she was a chihuahua. Okay. So she was always a little bit of a nervous thing and she came from not a great place. It wasn't How old my was intention she to adopt when her. her. When I got her, we think she was about three or four. Um, and we had her for probably 10 years. So it was too soon, but yeah, she outlived what the vets thought she would. And I just brought her home and thought, well, I love when they watch. do that. I love when they do So that. <laughs> I know. Yeah. They were like, couple months tops. Let's get her out of her pain. But she seemed basically okay. But then she just started getting a little more skittish and a little more Heidi. And, and I think these are the important things to look for, right? Yes, like yes, quality yes. of life isn't just about pain. Dogs are certainly better at showing their pain than cats are, but we also watched her just retreat. And there were times I showed you where she'd walk under my bed, not all the way under, just kind of partway and face under the bed and just stand there there for the longest time. Mm -hmm. And it's like, this isn't right. Okay. This ain't right. She's not happy. Then she got to where she didn't want to go with Cameron and she didn't want to go outside to potty. And it just kept progressively Having the conversation with the children was hard. You know, the children, the children, adults, they're but, adults, yeah. but they're still kids. And when it comes to losing a pet, there's no age limit on how bad it feels. Okay. For you can sure. be two, you can be 200. It hurts. So when I first mentioned it to my son, he was like, no, 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 no. So I said, well, you know, I'll wait until, but I told him if I think there's a point where she is just like beyond miserable or in pain, I'm going, but I'm going to try to give you time to adjust. So we just kept it as an open conversation and we'd point out when things weren't looking good and say, 
look, guys, this isn't pretty. We got to do something. What about was this. the sign to pull the trigger, so to speak? You know, it just got worse and worse. And then the, the more secluded and problems getting her out and hiding under my daughter's the bed. And because she, she liked to be around people, didn't she? Yes, you? exactly. Yes. And it got to where like Nikki was her only person, which Nikki didn't even live with her for most of her years. So, you know, it was just all those bizarre off things that we see. And I just, bottom line is I could not think of a happy moment. I couldn't think of a moment where she was catching a ball or playing or acting rambunctious or enjoying life. So, you know, it's pros and cons. Okay. She's a little bit scared here, but we're doing this until we're not doing this. So then we made the appointment. We made it a little bit ahead which is torturous hell <laughs> waiting is torturous. for that date. Yeah. Yes. And then Wednesday night, we noticed karma two weeks ago yesterday. We noticed that our karma, uh, the cat was from the Carolina, one of the, the cats cat from, from the Carolinas. The yes. Feral cat. yes. We had not seen her for over 24 hours. And that's a big thing, right? Mm-hmm. The eyes on your cat at that's least once every thing. 24 hours, especially if they're not eating, going to the bathroom or drinking. Yes, yes. Meal times are a big thing when we're doling out that yummy wet stuff. And she always comes down and she didn't come down. However, now comes the part where we have to consider the cat's personality, right? Yes. She was well, former fear. Yes, but here, here's the thing, though. You guys spent a lot of time getting her to be semi-unferal, <laughs> if that is a word. Yes, so, I call it semi-feral. So yeah, when you I noticed so. she wasn't showing herself at all, especially at mealtime, because her new habit was to show up at mealtime, that's a big sign, right? So you knew something was up. Every once in a while, she had these spots. The majority of her time was spent with her bonded mate, Kismet. Then she'd spend maybe 10, 20% of her time around us and eating. And then the rest of her time, probably, I don't know, 20%, She'd have a space where she'd go to to be solitary. And I would say she's had too much sensory overload and she's taking her yeah, quiet time. I get it. And every couple of months she'd change her spot. So once in a while when she changed her spot, she wouldn't show up for supper, but she always showed up the next day. You know why they do that? They change her spots. Why? So in case a predator has discovered that they're going there on the regular, they change her spot. Anyway, go ahead. I'm telling you, that's fascinating because <laughs> see, that's something you don't see yeah. in cats that do not have any kind of feral ancestry right. close up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so my husband actually, Mister, I don't want a cat. I don't like cats. Was like, uh, I haven't seen Karma. I'm really worried about her. So I said, you know, I yelled, yelled out to the troops, everybody keep an eye. But then it kind of started bothering me. So then I said, okay, if a cat is dying, they always find. The last place you'll look behind well, the fridge, behind nature. the stove, behind or in the, your yeah. house. Yes. Yeah. My punky went behind that? the stove. He tried to go up underneath the piping in my, uh, in my bathroom jacuzzi tub. Remember, I had to seal it up. Yeah. So he tried to go behind. He went as far behind the refrigerator as he could. But see, out of nature, they do that for one to lead predators away from their clutter and for two, like, hopefully no predator finds their body and eats it. Right. Or disturbs them during the death process. During the process. Yes, exactly. So I thought we finally found her, of course, in the last place we looked. And she let me hold her, which is odd. So I had her wrapped up in a... And she just didn't look good. It was just like, ruh-roh, okay? This wasn't even a, "Mm, we got to do something now. This was a, ooh, we're going. There was a smell... That emanates usually. It felt was it very like lovey. Was it like lovey smell? It the cancer smell? Yes. Yeah. 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 When when things start going, 
And uh, so I held her. I, we really thought she was going that night. The closest emergency that was like an hour and a half away. And I didn't want to torture her. If she was going, I was going to let her do it in my arms. So I stayed up until 7.30 in the morning when Brian got home from work. No sleep. Was just exhausted. Yeah, and I think so, we had sessions the next day. Too. We did. So Brian made her up. She loves boxes in the dining room. So he made her up a box and he put her in there and she stayed in there all day. If you open the flap to peek in on her, she would close the flap back up. It was the crazy thing. That part was, that's amazing. The, the things, <sighs> Linda, always the behaviorist, right? And maybe to take her mind off what was happening, make mm-hmm. note of things that happened along the way. For one, because she knew she wanted to talk about it. And for two, I think it was a distraction, Linda, because there was really nothing you yeah. could do for her at that point. What if you wanted to take her to the vet to, to, you know, get her euthanized? What happened when you tried to pick up the bra? She slipped out. And that's key to the end story of yesterday, too, because she got very upset when we tried to touch her. Well, first, First, I'd like to talk about the other cats. Yes. So that night, obviously the smell, they know she's dying. Not last night, but the, the two when you weeks first ago. Okay, two weeks ago. Every cat in the house, except Tiger, our grumpy old man, he was not having it. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not surprised. 10 out of 11 other cats came one by one. They walked in very respectfully. They seemed thoughtful. Deadpool, who is... A jerk. maniacal, crazy, jerk. energetic, sometimes jerk came in so quietly and quietly proceeded and then stopped a couple feet from her and looked at her and sniffed and opened his mouth, which we know the Jacobson organ is in there. So he was really trying to get a sniff and you kind of heard that snorty, like a snore yeah. almost. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm stuck watching him. And then later he came up closer, sniffed the blanket, never actually touched her looked at her for a minute, slowly walked away and got off the bed ah, slower than I've ever seen. Kismet, her bonded mate, he laid on my daughter and- Show me, show those pictures. Grief. Show those pictures on your phone you were showing just, me. Just, just grief. They were very just, bonded. I mean, yin and yang, you didn't see one without the other until she got sick. So- Yes, yes, 100%. hard on him. And you know, my cats, while you're looking for the photos, I wrote my book, Sadie's Heart, which we'll talk about later. But when um when Sadie passed, I don't know what happened at home because I wasn't home when she passed. But after, each one of my cats went to the spot where she died and paid their respects and whatever they do. So I'm guessing this must be part of what feral cats do. And I would really love, if you're a feral cat expert and you know a lot about how clouders operate, please contact us at support catbehavioralliance.com because we would love to have you on our podcast and discuss more about the natural ways of cats that haven't been exposed to the indoors and how they may or may not parallel what we see. So this is that night and he's looking over at Karma. Look how big his his people are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're huge. Yeah. And he just then snuggled into my daughter who has lost a spouse. So she was relating. There were tears. It was, there was so much. Well, he lost his spouse. Yes. Was losing and he knew it. He never came close enough to touch her. I was on one side of the bed. Nikki was on the other side where my husband sleeps because my husband works third shift. And so Kismet was next to us, but he wouldn't like touch her most of the cats did not touch her skin or her fur they don't they want to get more that came close to the blanket but each one one at a time and there was no crowding 
it was each one, one at a time, uh, mm-hmm. looking at or sniffing a little, stopping, contemplating, and slowly going off. So, yeah, you could almost read speech bubbles above their heads, right? They're I paying tribute having... and honor and saying goodbye, right? Exactly. I think it's like when hospice calls and says, you need to get here now, right? So, but then, of course, she didn't pass. So it went on and on, and she's looking worse and worse. I don't know how she lived as long as she did. I really don't. I don't know what made yeah. her, but she let she made it clear she wasn't ready. She wasn't ready for you to take her. She made it real clear. Every time we tried to pick her up to move her, she fought, which you would be like, okay, she's semi-feral. She didn't let us pick her up. But we could pick her up for a minute just to hold her if we were sitting down, and we could pet her. But if we tried to physically move her, she wasn't having it. And then she laid by the dog's bowl for the longest time, which was upsetting because we really wanted to get rid of the dog's bowl. So we didn't have to keep looking at the dog's bowl when the dog just died. I wonder if that was, I wonder if she realized Sadie had passed. I wonder if that was some ritual. I don't know. Yeah, I I would not be surprised. But, and then the last few days she started laying in my bedroom behind me on the cardboard in front of the litter box. And no one used the litter box for three days. No. Because her scent lingered, right? And her scent. They don't want to be near that cancer smell. I mean, again, out in nature, they avoid those things. They protect themselves. Exactly. So that was something. So, finally, And what did you tell me just before we started? They're also not touching what the water fountain. Yeah, they're not drinking out of the water fountain, which she really wasn't over there at her death. But I think it's just, I'm not getting as much. You know, you usually see at least three or four cats in here. Yeah. There has been zero to one to two cats in here. Well, that scent lingers, Linda. You know, they have how many more uh, scent? Oh, my goodness. Um, yes. Molecules. We have cells. two. What is it? We have five million and they have 200 million yeah. olfactory sensors. So not they're including smelling their things that you don't. You can't smell that. They exactly. Do. So I kind of felt like they had a kitty funeral or visitation before she left, which is smart. That's how humans should do it, too. Right. There's no sense going to visit the dead. And then I woke up yesterday and uh, she looked beyond horrific i won't even i won't go there but it was really awful and you're welcome and i can't unsee it i might as well not give it to you and it was like wow okay so yeah so i had to do something like now so right before we had behavior sessions like two hours before the session do i not get an award for not bawling my eyes out during those sessions so i was really proud of myself the same award i got for now the same one you got after smoky pass Mm -hmm. yes i just kept trying to disassociate and just keep going but yeah i uh totaled up yesterday there are nine pets buried in my backyard and that means i've lost 11 in the last, I don't know, That's 25 years because Katie and Zippy were too big to bury in the backyard. Remember that one but year I lost, it was like, I think over 18 months, I lost eight of them. Eight? It was, yeah. It was, it was insane. It was insane. So, yeah. I saw some of the things that you saw, not all, but I will mention, you know, and we hear this from clients too, just because cats don't pal around and hang around together and aren't covertly friends right doesn't mean that there's not some kind of respect that they're going to pay when the cat passes you'll see shifts in the household dynamics even if you didn't think those cats ever spoke to each other acknowledge each other you'll see you'll still see changes that affects them you know my sister and i weren't close growing up 
were very different people. There weren't any mutual interests that Hi, we Nora. could bond over. I love her to death. Yeah, I'd give her a kidney if she needed it, but we just weren't close. But I love her. And I would have certainly noticed had she gone missing. I yes. mean, mm-hmm. it wasn't, I didn't hate her. I've so, seen yeah. Harley in your room a lot now, even just, even before uh, Karma passed. Harley and Shadow slept with me last night. That's a pairing I've never had sleep with me in all these years. And Shadow last night. Well, those aren't your cats, really. No, those are Nikki's cats. Tiger's been staying down here a lot. And I I don't know what that means. Because Tiger is never exactly. Tiger lives upstairs. But Shadow wrapped herself around my hand last night in like a sea. And so my hand was on her back leg. And she was curled around it with her face on my hand. And of course I, I sobbed like a two old who just lost their best friend. And um yeah, feel it you. was just heartbreaking. Yeah. They feel I, you, Linda. They're trying to comfort you. They're trying to uh, comfort themselves. You know, this cat this cat and dog disappeared. Um, didn't come back. I mean, they 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 know what happened, but oh, they yeah. don't intellectually know, right? Yeah. They don't want you yeah. to disappear next. In fact, you were away for a week. I was exactly. Don't go away yeah. again. Right? Oh, I wouldn't. If we had the trip coming up now, I'd be like, I'm sorry, we have to postpone it for at least a couple of weeks. I can't do that. But in fact, it was hard leaving her uh, karma for a week. But I knew that I was not able to give her anything. There was at that nothing point. you could do. So I went ahead and did what was right. And I knew I, my husband and my daughter were here to take care of her. Let's take a quick break and then come back. I want to, I want to go back to the Sadie situation. I have, I have a couple questions about that for you. We'll be right back after we talk to our awesome sponsors. And although this is a heavy subject, it's one that's important. And I hope that you are getting some benefit from what we're sharing. We'll be right back. Kitty Poo Club reinvented the litter box. No more scrubbing that stinky plastic tray. Or worrying, oh my God, do my guests smell that? Kitty Poo Club has solved the stink. And now the worst part of cat ownership is hassle-free. No cleaning, no scrubbing, no more stink. And the best thing is you don't have to buy some oversized contraption that will break down. Kitty Poo Club litter boxes are manufactured to make your life easier. You have one cat? Easy peasy. A small mountain lion? No problem. You are going to love it. Your cats are going to love it. Believe me, there are good reasons why we sold over 3 million boxes. Go to kittypooclub.com, read the amazing reviews, and when you order, save 30% on your first auto ship. Visit kittypooclub.com. Use code MEOW30 at checkout and join the club, the Kitty Poo Club. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to 19 Cats and Counting with your hosts, Rita Reimers and Linda Hall. This is the end of part one. Tune in next week for part two of this podcast. And remember, every day is Catter Day. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.